Hi, my name is P.A. Clark. I am a facial aesthetic specialist and pioneer in facial rejuvenation using the best products and the latest techniques to keep my patients happy. We will be talking about facial beauty and what is possible with non-surgical facial rejuvenation. At Dimeworks Med Spa, we deliver amazingly natural, life-changing results. We help you consider what's possible and work with anyone wanting to reverse the visual signs of aging. But best of all, our results last. How my patients feel ideally about beauty? Well, most of the time when patients are coming in to the office, when clients are coming into the office, they have predetermined views about themselves, obviously about the world around them, also about the treatments themselves. And what happens is, as a medical professional in medical aesthetics, I have to break down some of those walls and try to start on a very clean slate so I can get into the minds of all of my patients. Why is that? Because we have to be on the same page. If I'm speaking to my patients about the color orange, but they're talking to me about the color green, we're never going to meet in the right spot. So I'm never really going to understand what they're telling me about their cheeks or their lips or their nose if I am not in their head. So yes, I have to be in their head. So, Melissa, tell me, how do you feel about that answer to your question? So when, so every, like you were saying, that there is a tug, there is an intention that the patient, the client feels when coming to visit you, right? So whether it's the eyes are bothering them, the wrinkles. So when they're with you in the room, does it come out immediately? Is the guard down? Is there a wall? Is there a feeling? I feel as women in the culture that we live in, beauty has become a bigger and wider issue, meaning expanding across age groups much younger than it did in previous generations, right? And that's due to social media, right? And exposures and filters, right? right. So you can be 18, 19, 24 and feel that you don't look adequate or ideally beautiful absolutely due, due, due to filters correct absolutely so when but more but more than just filters i mean i remember being in school uh, in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's good to be alive re- it's great to age i remember I'm being in school um, <laughs> don't want to date myself in the 40s now i, I remember <laughs> being in school and uh, there was no social media. There, there were no. no computers. No. I mean, we didn't even use calculators in the schools yet. That's actually good education, by the way. <laughs> it was yeah, better that's proper education. Edu- that's but I'll tell you, we didn't, we, we, we still had many of the same pressures that you see today with kids and social media. Meaning we all looked at each other and determined how that person looked and fit into the sh- social groups within the school. I remember, you know, if, if my shirts weren't ironed a certain way and the pleats on a shirt and the pleats on the pants weren't pressed and ironed well on that note i need uh-huh. to ask you this yeah was there someone in an older grade that carried themselves like that that inspired you or you wanted to emulate because by human nature we do seek 
some kind of model. But I'm just curious. Yes. Yes, there is. Because, you know, every younger guy wants to be older. So they want to dress at and look like the older guy. For me is I wanted to look at, dress, and be like the older uh, smarter kids. I wasn't interested in being like the older ruffians or the older tough guys. I, I was never really so interested in being a, a well, that's tough why guy. Always- yes, I was always drawn, but it's also very genetic as well. It's either in you or not. It's genetics. So, uh, for example, my my son, he you know, for the past few weeks, he wanted to go to school with his top button, the collar button, clothes, and a bow tie, and. Uh, uh, and, and he's getting more and more interested in how he looks. But that, but that is, you have to take note that's referenced by your environment because his father also dresses, right, Clark. You dress impeccable. Also, yes, but you I have, have siblings. Ex- you have an apartment probably just with your closet. Yeah, it's yes. amazing. Well, yeah, uh, absolutely. But also, you have to see it. <laughs> but also, my my siblings they're not necessarily the same. I have one sibling that's like me, uh, similar. But I have my other siblings that are not, and we were raised in the same environment. So a lot of it is genetics. It's in you already, whether it comes out, whether it's expressed. So do you differs. feel that your, that your, what you're attracted to, is is really yeah that is true right it's genetics. related to your, it's genetics, genetics you're right we're gonna go de- you can go real deep with that that's right, right. Yeah. so so human attraction have a lot to do with genetics as well that's true absolutely true. you know when a patient comes to me i have to get in their head to understand what they're like and don't like not necessarily based upon the environment but what's going on in their head so even with social media you find some patients they really kind of don't care and others they care immensely uh, so i think a lot of things that we deem to be uh taught in school and, and taught by our social and and our family surroundings is is inherent in us, but it, it is expressed more so or less based upon the environment. I, I do feel that, you know, a lot of factors do influence how you feel about yourself, right? And do influence your perception of beauty. And I've just noticed that even in your office or in, in your social media account or when we go through your patients, they are quite younger. Over the years, has your patient demographic become younger? Like, do you age, do you, are you going more into 23, 25-year-olds than you did maybe 10 years ago? I can't say. So no? I can't no. say that. Okay. I have to say that both the younger and the older are definitely increasing um, a lot more um, based upon the trains. Yeah. I may have more younger individuals coming for the lip flips the and li- so the li- forth. The lip fillers, right. Okay. But a constant rate of older clients. I'm going to say older. I, I'm, I'm well, differentiating. Well, has the biggest impact, right? A, a, a huge energy. impact yeah. there. Um, so train these stuff for the younger individuals. Some older, but older individuals. And, and this is my take on it. Below 35, most of this work, medical aesthetic work, Botox, fillers, derma threads, most of that is an accessory below the age of 35. It's an accessory. So, you know, so when you, you know, hit individuals. It's like pregnancy when you hit 30. When is it? When you're like 35 or something, you become geriatric pregnancy it's, when you hit 35. There's a lot like that. Yeah. So, so, so when a when a young female below below the age roughly of 35, 
uh, having fuller lips is like carrying a handbag. You know, you, you put another piece of jewelry on yourself. That's the accessory with the lips and the nose and the chin and the jawline. Over 35. Now, remember, these numbers are not etched in stone, but over right, 35 is more of a necessity. Oh, this is falling. This is drooping. This is moving. I want to bring this back up. I want to pull this a little tighter. I want to restore my lips. It's I want to restore my nose. I want to restore my eyebrows. But below 35, they're not really wanting to restore anything. They just want to add something. So why? Are, so on that note, why do we see a lot of fillers in younger? Um, so I would, younger younger women that are in the public eye because they're adding things. Now, now when you see a lot of fillers, what do you mean? Do you mean um, why are we seeing a lot of younger uh, girls? Um, in the public view on television and movies with overdone faces? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, or even well, on Instagram, there's a lot of Or even on Instagram. Yeah. But here's the thing, um, no matter what happens, uh, a select few, or sometimes even m more than a few, will always do m too much. I don't believe things we do are fake. Okay. I, I, I believe that, you know, we all have messages for the world, for our family, for our friends, and now for social media. We all have messages for them. So we dress a certain way. We either put on makeup or not. Uh, we either do our lips or I not. I don't wear makeup, so that was for me. <laughs> <laughs> but these are, these are messages we're giving to our friends, whether it's subconsciously or not. When they see a, a client, I need to find out what's in their head. So if my client doesn't necessarily wear makeup, this is leading me to some decisions in the best product and the best strategy to fulfill her wishes as she comes into my office. So okay. someone comes in with a lot of makeup, yeah. you know, uh, you know, bright lipstick with gloss and the eyebrows are done and the cheeks and everything. That's giving me a different message for what is, what is going to make this patient pleased. So you become not only a psychologist, but you become a master reader of the individual or, or of individuals because you, you have to align yourself with the patient. You have to be on the well, same I mean, you page. Have to take of them. Yeah. Yes, you have to be on the same page as the patient. Otherwise, you cannot fulfill that patient's full wishes. You, you do. I, I feel like when you're... When a woman sits, right, from a, from a patient's perspective, when you do sit on the chair, there's a lot of emotions that run through you. You know, there's things that you think about that you've doubted about yourself or what you like to tweak and why do you want to tweak it? And then the practitioner or the doctor or who, who's going to work on you, there's this moment where you have to trust. You know, you really have to, like, 100%. trust. 100%. Trust. To, to be able to be open and as honest and because I do feel that women may hesitate in how vulnerable and how honest they can be because sometimes women feel culturally, society-wise, that what we want we're not necessarily deserving of or is possible. So when you are in front of somebody on that chair waiting to get, you yes. know, to have this conversation, it's called uh, consultation, a lot goes through your head, and the one beauty, we met when I was 41, right? I'm 43, right? Okay. 
Oh, yeah, I did see you two years, years ago. ago. Yeah, so we're being very open. Consultation? I'm, yeah, consultation. But did you do anything? We did Botox, okay. which is usually the stepping stone to your any friendship. So I did want to say that part of your brilliance or your talent is and your gift to the beauty world is when we're in that room, I can't speak for all women, but for me, and, and I'm a 40, you know, I'm 43 now. Um, I don't look at things to Clark and things <laughs> to genetics, but proud to be, you know, 43, is to say that you can have what you want and to give space to say, let's work on this and don't be afraid. You know, don't be afraid. I'm, you know, we'll take it slow. We're not going to like, you know, mess with your face too much. We'll take it step by step and uh, really ask me at least what my ideal ideals of beauty is and you love makeup and sometimes you like people getting dressed up and i, always I prefer come, <laughs> I, of course. I just for a visual so clark yeah. wears impeccable clothes i, I mean know. and he has glasses that go f that match to the shoes to the the silk scarf yeah. in in his jacket <laughs> and i roll in with sneakers and some tie-dye sweat <laughs> and over <laughs> oversized sweatshirt and denim jacket and you know it works for me i'm running around the city but my skin is fantastic i don't have to wear makeup i wake up i feel like myself i look like myself i look i look like a 40 i look like a mid 30 year old version of myself but there are features and my soul and my energy is mature of a 40 year old right so there i was talking to carol about this that mm -hmm. That even though I'm getting work done, I don't look like the younger version of me. But I right. love that about my I love that about myself because because it's this version, it's this new version of me. Uh -huh. Does that make sense? It, and it's so good. And I'm embracing 100 percent. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I, I like that you said I'm a lot more uh, wiser, a lot more wiser, yeah. and a lot less. I'm gonna curse. BS, or yeah. I was gonna say bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my forties and in my thirties, absolutely, and so much more happier, and, and you feel more confident. Yeah. However, sometimes you look in that mirror, and something takes that confidence away from you. That's right? doubt. Yeah. yeah, you're doubting yourself, right? Yeah, right. And right. we all kind of doubt ourselves to some degree. Yeah, because we're human. But it makes it worse when we feel we are, like we don't have control over the brows that are dropping, or we don't have any control over the nose that's like, changing this is it. shape. <laughs> like this is it. This is what's happening. Uh, my mom, my Just dad. Roll down the hill and give yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> so when you come to me and I give you, I give you the ability to re-inject control into how you're aging. Or even the space to talk about it. He is so, Clark is so gracious, so gracious with, with confidence. So I can give so them looking maximum full lips as long as it looks good as they leave my office. So and not just note, big lips. On that note, mm -hmm. looking good, beauty, perception is it's different a, for each individual. Right? Absolutely. It's unique. Absolutely. It's That's why I've got to get into your head because I have to give you what you want, not what I think you should have. Okay. So when you say it looks good and they walk out and they have this, you know, kind of dramatic look, you're on board with it. Like it looks good to you. I'm on board if we're both on the same if page. She, if the patient's like, happy, male or if, female. If the patient is happy, I'm happy. Okay. However, to a certain extent, you it's not, not, not if the patient is happy with, you know, 10 times the size lips. No, I wouldn't do that. Okay. Uh, but I will go as far as I, I feel uh, medically responsible for giving a particular result. Okay.
One of my issues that I have is for that practitioner who's entering into medical aesthetics to respect medical aesthetics and get the appropriate training that's necessary. I know there are some problems because you have many training institutions now that are just regurgitating kind of old information, old training habits, bad habits. And you see it all the time. Just go on YouTube, type in Botox or fillers or threads, and you see 99% of bad work being done. I mean, not great at all. So when they say practitioners need to have more respect for medical aesthetics, the reason why it's not looked upon as that important is because not a lot of bad things can happen to the practitioner if they give bad results. I feel when I do come out of the office and, I, and I've had treatment, I do take a mental note to give myself space and time for the treatment to, to ease, to, to fall into place. And I've noticed that has really helped my results, even my psychological communication with myself and how I handle and how I treat myself. It has made a world of a difference. I think that instant gratification that we live in in society, you know, the Amazon one click button or, you know, seeing your friends on Instagram and all these things, you know, liking and it really messes with you when you're getting beauty treatments because everything takes time you know whether it's your cream needs to kick in whether your sunblock needs to kick in for 20 minutes your filler your botox and your pdo throughs they need time to settle and that's when you can let things come up to the surface show itself without your judgment or your paranoia or your emotions and then you can see the real results absolutely it's 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 um and you have a good playing ground to come back where we meet and we're like hey this is a little you know and you're like oh okay but this is how this works and we talk right and when we meet back and the playground is my face (laughs) is what i'm saying the metaphor um we're both at at a healthy state i think right right right. and and i would love that to be the case for most of the patients i know i'm going to bring a healthy psychological viewpoint to the patient Oh, and you definitely yes. a thousand times and, over. And, and, and what I hope in return is that as I see that patient in the two-week mark and or the one-month mark or two-month mark, that I can see that patient seeing themselves in a better light. Yes, I adjusted some things that looks better, but that doesn't mean that psychologically the patient feels better. However, how they're going to feel better is everything that was done in that room. The conversation I have with the patient also as to why they're having it done. One of the questions I ask. It's like dating. Always, it's like dating. One of the questions I always ask patients is, what's bringing you into me? What, what's making you do this? Or why are you starting this and journey? Clark is running like a list of 15 things mentally, but not judging you at all. No. <laughs> There's no judgment. But there really isn't. Because when I leave that room, I don't carry that conversation with You me. forget. It's, I forget. You forget. It's not supposed to be in my mind. Yeah. It's, it's there. It's, it's, in I, that I've, moment. In that moment. I've done my job for the patient, not only physically, but psychologically also. I want to share some rawness right now. So ah, go ahead. We, I love raw. This is just funny. I had PDO threads. And Giovanna yeah. was with me when I got it done this second one. So uh, we had discussed it for about a year. So Clark had right. a visual of my face for a year during my Botox appointments. And... So now I have the results are coming in, and every time he sees me, he's like, "Wow, the 
difference is amazing. <laughs> so even even though he forgets yeah. a lot of things, I remember can, the faces. He, de- he, de- he definitely remembers faces remember and the, faces. the results. And the results have been uh, phenomenal. It it's so natural. It's so yeah. clean. It's yeah. so simple. Yeah. Um, it's life changing. But yeah. it's so funny because I saw him this morning. He's like, "Oh my goodness, Melissa, your faces look amazing." And I'm like, "Clark, you never yeah. felt that way in the year and a half yeah. that I've been coming yeah. to you." Yeah. Because I think I think now since we did the pedo threads that we created a harmony not only from the upper face but also with the lower face yeah. so everything comes together yeah. the upper face we had the the, 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 the the botox a little bit of filler yeah, little, but in the lower face when you match the upper with the lower everything comes together really don't forget to follow us for more information and insightful content on all things beautiful